Welcome to NWFA's Real Answers podcast series with me, Michael Martin, president of NWFA, and Chris Zizza, past chairman of the NWFA and president of CNR Flooring in Boston. What's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm always good, man. Good. Today, we're going to talk about selling the value of wood. We're at the Tice event this week in Las Vegas, and we've had an opportunity to sit down with some special guests uh, for the podcast. So joining us today is Bruce Wicker, CEO of Zwicker Advisory in Baltimore, Maryland and the former president of J.J. Haynes. And I know you're staying active in the industry. You're on uh, several boards now, um, and you've done, you know, obviously you worked with us to do our strategic planning last year, so it's great to have you here with us, Bruce. Oh, it's great to be here, Michael. Not so much about being in Las Vegas. Not my favorite place, yeah, but either. good to be with you guys. Good to be with you. So why don't we talk about some of the trends and market expectations you're, and things you're seeing here at the show? Sure. Well, you know, the show is, is great because we all get together, and one of the things about our industry is the people in it, right? So you get off the plane, you don't like being in Las Vegas, but you get to the show, your energy gets pumped, you see your old friends, you learn a lot. I mean, it, it's just fabulous. And it's the same every year in that regard. But if I look back, you know, maybe five years ago, I mean, there's a lot of things that have changed. Who's on the floor, who's not on the floor, with the names of the big booths compared to five years ago, but what are the products? You're yeah, at? well, that's the one I was getting to. You got it. I mean, the biggest thing of all is the the LVT, SPC, WVC, whatever you want to call it, all the acronyms, the multi layer floor covering rigid core. Hey, it's just huge. Let me jump in there for a second because I've had this happen with some of my contractor peers out there when we start talking about what's in there, and you just rattled off a bunch of acronyms. Let's just take one second and tell us what each one of those are. Sure. So the, the, broadly, there's an umbrella. It's called LVT. And LVT is truly with a vinyl, right? Yep. And so some of the products made today don't have vinyl in them. So, But the LVT umbrella name pretty much suffices to cover all the products underneath it. So LVT, LVP, luxury vinyl tile, luxury vinyl plank. Yes. So in those cases... It's generally a vinyl core, if you will, base with an image layer and a protective layer on top. Okay. But then you get into the multi-layer floor coverings, and then you get into the SPCs and the WPCs. SPCs. So different names for it, stone polymer core. Um, it can have different kinds of cores in it. There's now things called magnesium oxide, which is a mineral core, which is not a polymer. So is what is that? You know, So is that a... Uh, an SMO. So, so in my acronym- world, as a contractor, we're talking about stuff that's just not real wood. Yes. Yeah. And it is the elephant in the room. Yep. Yeah, so when I think about it, Michael, every floor covering category we have has a place in the market. Every one of them adds value to a consumer for a specific application. But it is getting confusing now when all the products at least visually look like one another. And tile wants to look like wood, one wants to look like tile. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. So LVT, when you think about it, it's not laminate in terms of the impact and the disruptive change. Laminate really never got much more than a billion dollars in demand. Four or five percent of the market. LVT, over a course of six, seven years, whatever time frame you want to put on it, went from almost zero to 14%. It is now as large a segment of the market as wood and tile in the hard surface categories. So, you know, the growth rate of 20 to 25%. It might get to 20% total by the time it's done. And maybe not then. And it just keeps changing. 
So it is the biggest thing. It is totally disruptive. And the change we have from laminate doesn't even compare to what we're facing today. And I know, Chris, you know, you see it. You have to deal with it. And all your membership does, Michael. So I deal with it every day by reminding my consumer that the real wood that I'm selling you is going to add value to your home, real value. And, and just for the record, if they want LVT in their laundry room or their playroom in the basement where they always get water, we do provide that I, because I'm a contractor and I like to keep food on my table. I'm going to do the job. But what we do more than ever is remind the consumer while they're making their purchase, make it for the right choices. And we have found that my consumer loves to hear that they've added value to their home. I've actually watched, you know, Mrs. Jones change her mind when you know, the husband and wife are making the decision together and they start thinking about when they're going to sell, you're selling them a product that's going to help them get more money for their home when you're selling them real wood. So Bruce, you attend a lot of flooring shows around the world. What's your impression of surfaces this week? So uh, surfaces, I think it's better than last year. It seems to me the traffic is is uh, good. The buzz is good. I think 2019 was not a great year for demand for floor covering in general. I mean, LVT was growing, but in general, the market wasn't great. Uh, I think people are feeling cautiously optimistic about 2020. The Builder Show was last week. Mm-hmm. Those were the words used to describe uh, the enthusiasm over there. So I think we all got a little bounce in our step, a little bit of swagger. And some of that's hope. And uh, some of that is the, the realism that we are going to have a better year. How was so, the traffic at the Builder Show? Uh, I did not attend, but it looked like it was pretty good. Actually, they hit a record on top of the record last year. So in the build, you know, a new construction, as you know, it's doing pretty well right now. Yeah. I had some friends at that show and they said it was pretty busy and optimistic, as you said. And the flow around here today and yesterday has been pretty optimistic. Yep. Let's talk a little more about LVT and how you specifically have seen that impact. What what really has been the impact on on wood? You're great to be able to share multiple categories with us and, and... you know, we have a, big, a much broader uh, view and perspective of the industry sometimes than, than what we do. So what are you really seeing as the, as the drill down results and what does that look like? So if you look at the last three years, LVT has been all or nearly all of the growth of the total flooring categories all put together, which means that every other category is either flat or down. And that's been the case for the last three years. So it's taken the most dramatic hits out of carpet. Uh, it's taken some hits from laminate. It's taking some share from tile. And of course, we know in the wood side, if you look at the, the low end of the engineered wood flooring, and it's decimated it, and that came up really, really quickly. So uh, it's taken a toll on absolutely everything, and, and it's going to keep going for a while. Have a lot of those players that were on the lower end of engineered wood uh, moved to manufacture LVT? Not necessarily. Um, So you've got, of course, importers, and then you've got domestic players. So let's just talk about importers. So the Chinese also have a higher duty hurdle. So they already had anti-dumping duty in wood. It just got higher. So the Chinese wood producers getting into this country, uh, unless they get an exemption, it's it's tough. So that's almost been cut off. Uh, And by the way, the tile industry has cut off the Chinese tile importers as well. So the trade wars had an impact very clearly. The the people, though, who were making wood, they're not going out and say, well, I, I know my wood business and I've got a wood plant. Let me go build an LV. They don't know how. Right. So they'll find somebody 
who has LVT, they will continue to make wood, but they will augment it with LVT. Gotcha. And if you look at the U.S. producers, whether they be carpet producers or wood producers, they're doing exactly the same thing. So all of the big names in retail and in manufacturing are adding LVT category, nearly every one of them. Uh, but they aren't necessarily the manufacturer's building plants. Right. So I guess my, my I w- different way to ask this question is I kind of sense that at some point we're going to have a settling out period and mm. the wood flooring market, it's will be reset and there's sort of a new normal and I, i'm anticipating that there may actually be fewer of the lower end engineered manufacturers um, around than there were so there could be that we could see you know as we as we try to take wood to being viewed as a luxury item um, in the sale of wood as well as to the consumer you know are we going to see consolidation at, at that level so you know outside the u.s there is some chinese wood manufacturer just gone right in the U.S., what have we seen? We've seen both Shaw and Mohawk uh, divest their assets. They still sell the product, but they sold the plants. Uh, I think we'll see more of that kind of thing. So we'll see uh, a handful of U.S. producers uh, making wood and selling a little more of it now that the Chinese aren't here uh, like they used to be. Uh, but, of course, we still got Europeans and others in the market. So, yeah, I do see consolidation. I think it continues to be a global business, though. Uh, but fewer players. And you mentioned the high end, which is really, I think, the punchline. Yeah, I, when I look at the wood category and where is this leveling out period? I mean, I don't think we know. But it comes at some point. And we all know that wood is the aspirational product category for a homeowner. That's not going to change. We are not going to read in a designer magazine three years from now that everybody wants to put an LVT product in their house and they can't wait to do it. It isn't going to happen. So, uh, and I think I I heard Craig on one of your podcasts. I mean, we have such an advantage. So that advantage starts to come into play once we kind of hit that, that level in terms of being able to grow again. And that's what I, I think will happen. As long as there's income growth, then the people who have the money who can afford the wood will start buying it. And we won't have the erosion anymore, the cannibalization of LVT. It's coming. So the catchphrase as a contractor is when the consumer asks us about it, it's simply, it doesn't add value. I could put it in that room for you for this reason. Guys, contractor guys out there, think about this for a second. Sometimes we're putting wood in areas that, you know, we want to sell the consumer our our, our business. And I've had to put wood in a place i used to say it's okay let that be tile because you also don't need the headache when it when certain products won't work and you know you have to pay attention if if you're in a winter environment and the only door from the garage uh doesn't cut through you actually leave the garage you walk through the sloppy snow and then you come in and they don't have a mudroom entry you know in in my neighborhood that's a cape and you front entrance into the cape and you're standing on hardwood floors well i always said let's put a tile entry here and we you know frame it out same things are happening it's okay that there's other product but sell the value of your product and you don't lose the job yeah i i think that's absolutely right um and also you know the waterproof aspect has really been you know overblown i think and, and most of us know that some of the claims aren't exactly um, completely accurate when a consumer thinks of waterproof. They have one thing in mind, and the reality is is what they're buying is something else. But in my case, my whole first floor is wood. 
It's in the kitchen. It's in the bathrooms on the first floor. Everything is wood. I haven't had a problem in, what, eight, nine years. Now, I don't have kids and I don't have dogs, right? Uh, and I live in a, a temperate area as far as the, the climate is concerned. But the number of compliments that I get on that wood and that look of it uniform throughout the first level, when it comes time upstairs to think about another carpet, I'm thinking about wooden rugs just because that beauty then extends into the upstairs as well. And I think that's the thought process, really. So to Chris's point, I think it's really up to the owner of the business to take a stand and just sort of be relentless about there is value to wood in the product itself, you know, the, the recyclability of it, the natural beauty and warmth of it, and the economic value of it in terms of the appreciation value in a home, all those things, but you have to sell it. And if you're selling some LVT too, and, and most of the membership probably end of a are selling LVT and wood, not all, but some, you must not have an organization that slides towards that lowest common denominator. I mean, having LVT almost in a sense could be a way to upsell into wood. That's what we do in our showroom. Yeah. So the truth is, CNR Flooring sells LVT, but we unequivocally don't promote it. Yeah. I do have consumers that walk in the front door and they want to see it. Now, here's the thing. They want to see it, but they still don't know what it is. Right. They've heard about it. If I don't have it, they're going to keep looking. But if I have it and I take it off the rack and I take a piece of wood off the rack and I help them understand their floor covering choice, that's when I hook them in. And I hate to say it that way because we're not fishing, but... But that is when I get the consumer to agree, hey, I'm in a good place. This, this is a professional outfit. Seems to know what he's talking about. I'm going to choose wood. Absolutely. I mean, you're hitting on something else that I, I think we all know is wood or flooring is a complicated thing for anybody to buy. And you don't buy it that often. So you don't understand it. When I was CEO of Haynes, I used to ask my wife to go shopping for flooring, even though we didn't need it, once a year. And just go out and tell me what you see when you go in the stores and how you treat it and what do they tell you. And, and she always come back with a headache. And she's talking with salespeople who don't know the products. Um, she's more confused. She knew more when she left than when she came home. She's sometimes more confused. So if you got a business where you are knowledgeable and experienced, you can really get that consumer to stay with you and close that deal because there's a lot of people out there who are not good at this. Well, not good at explaining. Not good. Not good at explaining. How many of you out there have had to deal with this over the course of your career? I walk in, if it's an in-home sale or if they walked into my showroom, doesn't matter which. The, the, the discussion starts this way. I want real wood, okay? And I'm holding a piece of engineered flooring in my hand with a great wear layer. And she looks right at me. She goes, no, no, no. I want real wood. And it... It baffled me as I tried to explain to them, but this is real wood. No, no, I don't want laminate. I, I know laminate doesn't add value to my house. I, well, this isn't laminate. And I'd have this argument. And I finally started saying to the customer, okay, let me explain to you this way. This is a real wood top base and a plywood sub base. They put them together for stability and there's an advantage to it. Now, in today's, that was say 10 years ago. Right. In today's flooring world, the consumer has become more educated and 
more of them are okay with engineered flooring and a real hardwood mm -hmm. top layer. And they're actually open to the idea of stability. And so now I'm just having a different conversation. It's the same conversation, but instead of talking about solid wood and engineered wood, I'm talking about all wood, solid and engineered, and an LVT product. Right. And that's how I educate. Exactly. And so we all know the, the internet is now a place everybody goes first, or Pinterest or wherever. But if you think about it, you're only going to pick up buzzwords. You're only going to get some definitions. And when it comes to flooring, it's complicated. You got to go in. Although we walk on it, we got to touch it. We got to touch it. We got to feel it. We got to understand it. And that's where, uh, when you get that consumer in, if you are an owner and you're relentless about selling the value of wood and you're training your folks and you don't let them slide down and sell to the lowest common denominator, you have a, a great opportunity to sell up. So having LVT, if you're in the wood business, is not the, not the end of the world, but you gotta be sure you don't go down the slippery slope. It's money out of your pocket. That makes a lot of sense. One of the things um, I've seen at Tice at the trade show the last couple of days is some of the floorings are even, now, not, not just saying they're waterproof wood now, there's, there, there's kind of a move away from saying waterproof wood. But I'm seeing flooring that's just being advertised as waterproof. It doesn't even say what it is. Yeah. And I think we're going to start seeing that that approach perhaps with the consumer that it's not even going to tell you whether it's an LVT, a WPC, an SPC, Absolutely or a wood. Right. It's going to just be waterproof flooring. Right. Um, and I, one of the things I wanted to ask you is on, on from the product side, I feel like overall, again, coming back into where the market's going to settle into, that we're going to have fewer players and there's going to be you know perhaps the, the competition for margin will be a little bit better for folks. But also, I think it's driven some technologies on wood that would would not have come as quickly, perhaps because of the because of the way the marketplace is currently. So, again, adding more water resistance to finishes and more scratch resistance to make it competitive. Those are all attributes that we should be working on anyway, just to improve the basic product. So, I'm sorry you see some of that stuff showing up in the marketplace too. What are you What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I think you mentioned two of the two of the, the largest areas for improvement that I've seen is the scratch resistance and the the water resistance. And I don't want to name manufacturers and brands, but um, every category is going through this. By the way, carpets going through it, laminates going through it. Every one of them is pushed harder to innovate because now they have to find what it is the consumer wants and how do I put the technology into my prod to be able to deliver that so I can market it. Right. And, and wood is the same. And so maybe wood was a little sleepy. Um, LVT is a wake-up call. And, uh, and I think the industry will respond. Right. But it's a manageable wake-up call. People have asked me every day, how's it affecting your business? And I got to be honest, it, it, it's not hurting us. It's, it's just changing the dialogue on the showroom floor. We still promote that we're a real wood company. Hardwood CNR Flooring is a hardwood flooring company. You know, it says on our everything, you're wood floor specialists. And so a wood floor specialist, he should know what products are out there. So I have the same conversation when they want to tile their kitchen. If they want to tile their kitchen, fine, tile your kitchen. I'm still going to do the family room, the living room, possibly the entry foyer. I'm going to do the bedrooms. This is just another product on the market. I agree with all the warning signs 100%. Sleepy is a great way to describe where we were, and now we are awake. Um, just learn how to sell against it uh, and sell the advantages of the products we're already great at doing. You know, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I think I, the industry is now awake. So For it's sure. now like, what do you do, right? And so the manufacturers are going after innovations. 
I was talking with one high-end manufacturer of wood today. They're up double digits. I was talking with someone about a, a distributor who has taken LVT and put it in a, in a separate sales force because they don't want this person selling wood and LVT to be the same person. My distributor because does it's that. So, yeah, because it's just too easy for that person to sell the, 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 the product that's going to get the sale because it's a lower cost. And, you know, that's not the way to go. I mean, when you, if you're a distributor and you're selling wood and it's $5 a square foot and you get a pallet of it, and then you get, you know, $2 LVT you put on a truck, it's the same amount of cost for that truck and the driver, the picking, the warehouse, everything is the same. And, you know, you're making a lot less money. The consumer wins in LVT. The rest of the industry has to adjust. And if it doesn't adjust, then you actually make less money. And I think that's what we're going through right now. How do all the categories adjust? How do all the players adjust to the fact that we've lowered the total value of the industry with LVT? The installation revenue is less. Some of the materials are less, and the product is less. Gross dollars went down. Yeah. Yeah, as an industry, when you look at it, the total pie. So, but the consumer is fine. Um, uh, particularly the big retailers are fine. But the rest of us, we got to figure it out. Let's add value. Sell on adding value. I, I, I know I've said it this podcast, the last podcast, and the podcast before that. And I'm probably going to say it in five more after this. But it, it's the truth. How are we going to deal with it? Listen, if you've been in business as long as I have, or even half of that distance, you already know how to be sustainable. If you've been in business more than 10 years, guess what? You know how to be sustainable. So continue to sell the great service, continue to sell the great product, be knowledgeable, stay certified. You know my rant, and I think we can, it's not a question of winning and losing, and I'm sorry, the sky is not falling. The circumstances are changing. Adjust, adapt, overcome, right. move forward. That's and, my spiel. And the good news is that if that's what you do, not everyone around you is going to do that. Right. So we're in a market share game because we don't have a market that's actually growing. Never mind wood. Total floor covering's only grown a couple percent, maybe. So you've got to take share if you want growth. So I've always enjoyed the the when people talk about how to build your business and how to, you know, get more sales. It isn't always sell more product or different product. I love gaining market share. Now, sometimes that's difficult in my marketplace of Boston because the traffic pattern is so difficult. Mm -hmm. It takes us more time to get to a job. But the truth is, you know, we say this all the time to my consumer. I go, I have 16 trucks because my competitor lets me. And so your competitor is going to let you be as good as you want to be. And he's going to make some bad decisions. So if you're listening to this, make the right decision on how to, again, I'm not calling it an upsell, but it is a better product. So focus on it. I do believe you will win that conversation as well as the job. Yeah. I mean, the words that come to mind to, to me, sort of the battle cries is real wood, real value. And it's high value, high service. Because at the end of the day, it's a combination. That value is also in the service, not just the product. And that's what you're selling. So it's the total experience of the customer when they're paying that kind of money from soup to nuts. You know, the, is, I think you've talked about on this podcast, it's, it's the, the uniforms, it's the body language, it's the terminology, it's all those things in a package. It comes down to that owner having that decision and direction, but then really relentlessly every day 
very consistent message and making sure that you stay on stay on tune. You just stay on course and sell that value. And we've got a lot to sell, but you can easily get distracted. And obviously, the the woe is me is there. You hear it all the time. So on the woe is me, the interesting, you know, I'm listening to you talk, and then these thoughts are popping in my head. And I said this yesterday in one of my educational series here at Ties, and it was. I hear so many contractors come up and they say to me, well, my market won't bear that price. We Mm -hmm. can't get that in my market. Let me tell you right now, every market has a high end. I think the problem is it isn't that you can't get it in that market. It's that please take the time to find the market. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a high end in your market. I promise you, every, everybody knows... Listen, if there wasn't a high end, how are you going to upgrade your house? You know, not everybody lives in a, in a, well, in my market, a Campanelli slab, an 1100 foot ranch, or not everybody lives in a Cape or not everybody lives in an 842, you know, eight bed, uh, eight room, four bedroom colonial upgrading happens in every industry. So learn where your high end is and sell into it. You can do direct mail right into a high end market. And trust me, those expensive homes they want wood. And they're looking for a place to find it. So that's they, a good place to spend your marketing dollar. Thank you. Perfectly put. They are yeah. looking for it, guys. So you can sell it to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's really finding that customer in the market you want to be in. And I think I've heard you use the word, to, uh, uh, Chris, you use the term grooming your customer. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, is, that is really the case. So there are going to be owners like you, Chris, and others who are going to do these things and there are those who don't. And those who do, they're going to get the share from the others. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what's that's what's happening now, and it could accelerate, right? I think that's maybe the other point. Certainly, will accelerate if we have a downturn. You know, I mean, it doesn't look like we've got anyone coming soon, but that's exciting. Well, I think you two have both given us a lot to think about, given our listeners some real some real answers, some real tips that they can uh, take in the marketplace to be competitive and keep things moving forward with wood. Um, any last thoughts? Bruce, I'll give you the last word. No, last word is, uh, you know, let's go home from Vegas. I mean, you know, after, <laughs> nobody after gets the last word here. from me. Just like nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, uh, just like when we went uh, to the various shows together, I enjoyed traveling with you. I always enjoy the conversations with you. Me too. Uh, I value your insight. And uh, I just want to say personally, thank you for being here. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Thank I appreciate it. Thank Thanks you, Michael. Time. Good to be with you.